0: Good morning, everyone. So you probably don't know this, uh, many of you at least. Um, Today is New Year's Day. Uh, Today we begin uh, the new year for the church. And I actually want to propose to you today, we'll get into this, that that I'm quite serious about that. Uh, much more so than January 1st, today is the beginning of a new year. And I know what you're thinking. Shoot, I forgot to party last night, right? <laughs> um, that's okay. We'll live. Today is, a, is a, new, a new year. Now, I don't know how you celebrate New Year's Eve. <clears throat> now, at, at December 31st, I, as the years have passed, I have kind of ceased celebrating it. Uh, I'm usually with my priest friends, and most of them still want to stay up till midnight, but I've, I've kind of come to a place in my life that I just don't. Um, and part of my thought process is, you know, the secular New Year, when we begin 2017, everyone stays up, and I'm always amazed. Everyone's so excited, and. And New Year's coming, and I don't know if I'm just growing cynical, but one of the questions I always have, and I think it's a question all of us could have, is simply this. Is there anything to celebrate about a new year? And when 2017 comes, is that a cause for Celebration? And so what inevitably happens every year on New Year's Eve, I'm sure it will happen again this year, is I'm, I've perfected what my friends call ghosting, which is you don't say goodbye to people at a party because if you do, I don't know if your friends are like this, I probably need new friends, if I say goodbye at a party, my friends don't let me leave. And so I've become somewhat famous for ghosting. Uh, it, it's awesome, I highly recommend it, It works. But what always happens is, is uh, anymore on New Year's Eve, my friends and I are usually up in the mountains and we're all staying at the same place. And so I'll ghost and I'll go to bed and then at 11.50 I hear loud bangs on the door from about 15 priests. But that never happens to you. <laughs> but I think we should ask that question. What does it mean to celebrate a new year? And today is the new year. Today is the new, it's Advent. Advent is the Latin word for coming. We'll get into that in a minute. But is there a reason to celebrate? And when people celebrate New Year on the secular calendar, I don't think they have an answer to that question. It's just kind of another reason to have a party. But is there any reason to celebrate? Now, New Year's, though, gives us, usually... It's a chance for us to pause and to think. All right, people always examine their lives at New Year's, don't they? And usually they do it about you know, like weight loss or financial health or something like that. And today I want to teach you two Greek words, as usual. Usually it's actually only one. Today we have two Greek words. The Greek word for time is chronos. That's right, where we get chronology. Kronos is the normal word for time. And chronos has no, that's just it. It's just one second after another, one minute after the other, hours, days, years. And as you age, this is what started to happen to me, I think, at New Year's Eve, is that we can start to see time that way. It's just another year. It's one year after another, one day after another. Is there anything different? But in Greek, there's another word for time. There's the word kairos. And kairos is different. Kairos means sacred time. It's God's time. It's time that is not meaningless. It's time that is infused with God's meaning. And whenever we ask a question about meaning, we always ask two things. If you want to know the meaning of something, there's two things you have to know. You have to know the beginning, and you have to know the end. That's, any we deal with a question of meaning, those are the two places we look. We look to the beginning and to the end. If you want to know the meaning of your life, you ask, who am I? Where did I come from? And you ask, where am I going? If you want to know the meaning of your life, you have to know where you came from, which is the question of who you are, and the question of where you're going. Those are the two points. Today in Advent, so Advent means coming in Latin. And guess what? Those are the two things we look at today. Today's the new year. I want to invite you, brothers and sisters, today to pause from your lives, and to ask the question of meaning. What is the meaning of my life? Right? Don't live in chronos. Uh, but the image in my head in my holy hour this morning is like the Indy 500. My dad loves race cars and stuff, I just don't. But like, if, you're, if you watch the Indy 500, it's just like, one more lap. Okay, lap 325, 326, who cares? <laughs> right? But if you're in Kairos, there's meaning. There's profound meaning. And Advent speaks to us about the meaning of our lives, and it talks about the bookends. So in Advent, we look at two things. We look at Christ's first coming, which, brothers and sisters, is your origin. If you want to know the meaning of, a lot of your life, you have to know where you come from and where you're going. Where you come from, is that you were loved by God. You and I live between the two comings of Christ, the two advents. Your identity is bound up with the fact that God loved you so much that he broke into time to redeem you. That's who you are. The second coming, though, tells us where we're going. If you want to know the meaning of your life, you have to know where you're going. And today's readings are all about that. If you listen to the gospel today, it wasn't about Mary in Bethlehem. It's from Matthew 24, and it's about Jesus coming to judge the world. You and I live between those two points. We are people who are loved by God, but we're going somewhere. God's coming to judge the world. And I I read this this morning in Revelation. Listen, this is my hope. I hope it's yours as well. Jesus is speaking in the book of Revelation, and he says, the one who conquers, by the way, the Greek word for conquering is Nike. They ripped off the Catholic Church. Um, He who conquers shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Brothers and sisters, that's where we're going. Christ came once in the flesh. He will come, and if you live the way you're supposed to live, which was our second reading, Romans 13, stay awake. Live a good life. Live a moral life. If you remember that Christ will come to judge the world, you'll live a good life. Stay awake. The reason I'm convinced of this, the reason people on New Year's Day, on January 1st, The reason that they come up with goals like, I'm going to lose five pounds or I'm going to be 30% healthier in my IRA is because they can't answer the question of where you come from or where you're going. The world has no answers for those questions. But God does. And that's why we can ask deeper questions. There's a cool thing in the Bible. When you study scripture, there's this thing called an inclusio. We have seminarians here they are going to nerd out about this because they like this stuff just like me. An inclusio is this technique in the Bible and in ancient literature. It's where it's the way they used to mark chapters, but it's like bookmarks. When you have something that at the begin, beginning that matches something at the end, it's called an inclusio, and it marks off a section. And what it also does is it tells you what the whole section is about. It gives you the main theme. So let me give you two examples. In the Gospel of Matthew, we're told that Jesus will be named Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. Good, you're still awake. Just a check. And then at the end of the Gospel, in Matthew 28, Jesus says, I am with you always. This an inclusio. You have Jesus who is God with us always. And that tells you the main theme of the Gospel of Matthew. Is that Jesus is God who is always with us. The book of Romans has something similar. At the very beginning of the book of Romans, Paul says he is an apostle to bring about the obedience of faith. At the very end of the book of Romans, he talks about the obedience of faith. The main theme of the book of Romans is the obedience of faith. Brothers and sisters, Advent is the inclusio of your life. It's the beginning, is the coming of Christ in the flesh, and the end is he will come again to break into this world. And that tells you what your life is supposed to be about. I want to leave you this morning, I had too many books to hold, with a quote from St. Bernard of Clairvaux. St. Bernard talks about this. He talks about how he says there's actually three comings of Christ. He says there's the one at the beginning of time, or in, in the flesh in the year you know, zero, basically. There's the one at the end of time. And he says this He says there are three comings of the Lord. And the second one lies between the other two. It is like a road on which we travel from the first coming to the last. In the first, Christ was our redemption. In the last, he will appear as our life. In this middle coming, he is our rest and consolation. Keep God's word in this way. Let it enter into your very being. Let it take possession of your desires and your whole way of life. I could go on. He does. Brothers and sisters, what are you living for? Do you know your beginning and your end? Today begins a new year, and I challenge you this morning. Advent is a time not of celebration. It is not Christmas yet. I will say that every year. I know that Macy's and Starbucks think it's Christmas. It's not. Christians are people who know how to wait. They don't live for this world. They wait for something. So Jesus, this Advent, Lord, help us to know our beginning and help us to know our end so that as we live in the middle, we might live only for you.